What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Energy News Beat Daily Stand-Up here on this gorgeous, gorgeous Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. As always, I am your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest news website, energynewsbeat.com. Stuart Turley, how you doing, my man? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I've had to be able to do two podcasts, visit with investors, and um, I'm tired. (laughs) Tired from all this working. Well, someone's got to make some money around here, so I appreciate it. We have a great show for everybody lined up today. Stu's got, I mean, some doozies right here. Save America's Grid. Apparently, we're going to be talking about how we can save America's Grid. Also, to piggyback off that NISO. The, basically, the electric operating company that works in the Northeast has warned New Yorkers about, quote, sharp rise in winter electricity prices. Oh, it sucks to be in Manhattan. The things you have to deal with. But unfortunately, prices are going up for you. So watch out if you're on the East Coast. Also, the UAE plans a $150 billion spending spree um, by 2027 in hopes of boosting oil output by 5 million or two 5 million barrels. Stu will cover what that means for the oil markets, and of course, how Joe Biden suckered Europe. I'll be very interested to hear what this one is all about. I've got finance on the back end. It's pretty simple. Oil's up to 78.84, so pretty flat um, on the day. Oil markets really looking forward and seeing what the EI drops in crude oil um, storage. Um, On the nat gas side, I'm about over these weather models. Yesterday was warm. Now it's frigid, so that's what sort of staved off a real larger advantage advance um, or, or much larger bear side on the nat gas side. So we'll cover all that and a bag of chips. But first, guys, as always, every story you hear, every story we reference is available via the new the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com. You can find the link in the description below. It's the best place for all of your energy news, for all your oil and gas news. Stu does a great job of curating a really holistic view about what's going on in the uh, in the energy markets. I generally stick to my expertise, which is oil and gas, but Stu does a good job of schooling me on all of this, uh, the wider range energy stuff. And with that, I think enough of the pleasantries. Stu, I'm going to turn it over to you now. Where are we start? Oh, we're going to start with the uh, UAE. Uh, the title of the article is UAE plans $150 billion spending spree to boost oil output to 5 million barrels per day by 2027. Mm-hmm. There's a this is a huge article right now, Michael. Yep. When you take a look at what's happened with the ESG market, the ESG market shut down capital to the uh, oil and gas companies. Now we are not able to even drill enough to get to a even on on stagnant, even if we lose demand. Guess what this is showing? This is showing that the UAE or the United uh, Emirates is absolutely dead on track. Saudis are doing this as well, and they're going to leave the U.S. in the dust because they got capital coming in. Michael, we need $3 trillion worldwide investment in order to meet decline curves. Guess what? The U.S. is not even going to be a player 
uh, in the market in two years if we don't change it. All right, enough of that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I've got a little bit to say. One, they've got the money to do it. I mean, Brent oil being $83 is still insanely, insanely cheap for these right. guys to produce. They have a very, very low operating cost. These guys are making hand over fist at the moment. So to yeah. see this, it doesn't surprise me. What what surprises me is, you know, the how they get away with the double speak. I mean, all of them were just at COP27 talking about right. how they were going green and all that stuff. And not to say which right's better, but, you know, you can't shoot yourself in one foot and then kick yourself in the other foot and say, well, my other foot feels better. It's you, you're, you're, you're still in trouble on both. So I don't, I don't quite get it, but um, from that standpoint, why go out of your way to, to, to do, to, you know, ESG, ESG, when you're going to dump 150 billion into oil and gas, but I ain't going to complain. That's a lot of jobs for people. So I'm all about it. Oh, you bet. But uh, Exxon yesterday was doing the same thing. They were taking their profits from ESG, I mean, from oil and gas and pumping it into ESG, CCUS, carbon capture and storage. So, um, you know, carbon capture, utilization and storage. Thank you. Okay, so let's go to the next one here. This feeds into Joe Biden. The title of the article I got really tickled at in the picture of Joe Biden looking like he just stepped on somebody in a joke. But the title of the article is How Joe Biden Suckered Europe. And ever since we went over and bailed out Europe in World War II, we've held that over the Europeans and everything else. Mm -hmm. Now, they still haven't paid their bill for it, but we will let that go. Um, now, who cares? But down here in it, it says Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which is showering U.S. corporate giants with hundreds of billions of dollars in subsidies, is undercutting their European competitors. This is where he sucker punched them. Ooh. And while his populist made in America drive is undermanding the transatlantic, transatlantic trade. Here's what it's also doing. The energy crisis in Europe is bringing a lot of people to the U.S. for manufacturing. So Biden, whether he did it intentionally or he didn't, he did sucker punch uh, the EU. Um, in a way, this yeah, is and I mean, did, did he do it on purpose? Who knows? I mean, I don't think I doubt it was this intentional. Uh, no, I I don't know if he knows where his next ice cream cone's coming from, but in that way, this in all fairness, neither do I. Well, yeah, never mind. Uh, in that art, in that paragraph, uh, I, I have a joke, and this is a clean family show. Uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, you. Uh, anyway, I don't want to have our staff get all grossed out. You know, when they cut this one up. Um, in this way, Biden. Um, has seized the opportunity presented by Russia's belligerence in Ukraine to restore dwindling American influence in Europe. When it comes to its global dominance, Washington has proved merciless to its foes and friends. We've lost our trust. We have lost as Americans our trust around the rest of the world. 
and he did it again. So uh, in the words of uh, Judge Janine on uh, The Five, that's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, we're going to go off to the next one. Michael, you you absolutely love this one. And um, NISA uh, warns New Yorkers about sharp raise and winter electric prices. That feeds into our next story. But when you take a look at it, uh, New Yorkers uh, are really not doing so well. And it's because their energy policies, Michael, uh, their energy policies got them there. Uh, Bloomberg pointed out that in New York City, natural gas prices for January delivered more than 60% higher than a year ago. Diesel prices are through the roof as the and then combine higher inputs to generate power, which is fuel oil, means the whole cost. Here's the little nugget in that paragraph, Michael. They just got their natural gas delivered by LNG two weeks ago. Yeah. That where? is from, from Russia. Where, 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 where'd they source it from? I believe it was Trinidad. I have to go check. Fair enough. But it was on the European market. I'm going to love the front. I'm going to love the front page um, news of people living in a hundred million dollar Hamptons mansion by a fire, trying to keep them warm with a scarf over them. Like, like in the second Batman, when he shows up and his powers out. Um, I was about to post an article today, Michael, not to cut you off, but I was about, there's a guy up in uh, the East coast that is trying to go a whole month in November without turning his heat on. And he shows it's over here and he's all bundled up. The whole family's all bundled up and they're trying to have it like a uh, no shaving in, in uh, November, same thing. They're trying to live without the heat in November. Anyway. Okay. This feeds into the next story, Michael. We've talked about the grid a lot. It's all about the grid, baby. You know, you can drill, baby, drill. You can windmill till the, the cows come home. But uh, it's the grid, and it is a machine. And this article is full of nuggets. It is save the Ameri- save America's grid. Can't be any plainer. And a couple quotes in here, Michael, are just mm-hmm. phenomenal. The grid is sick and getting sicker. Okay, it's about physics, stupid. Uh, You know, it's KISS, you know, keep it simple, stupid. This is, it's about physics, stupid. You know, Mm -hmm. let's figure out that name. So the reason for this growing unreliable is well established. It's the mad rush to replace renewable uh, coals and nuclear plants with weather-dependent wind and solar power. It simply does not work. Uh, you got to have a plan. That's what this is all about. Don't care if it's wind or solar, but it's got to work in the physics of the grid. Last spring, NERC released a major warning about blackouts. Okay, NRC um, is the Amer- North American Electric Re- Reliability Corporation. They're called N-E-R-C, which also rhymes with jerk. Um, NERC. They're called NERC, rhymes with jerk. Um, (laughs) I'm serious. 
And and so they're a private organization, but they've got the ability to go out and arrest people. Uh, they're one step below the IRS. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But they are not answerable to the elected officials, but yet they have the ability to go in and mess things up. Yeah, I'm they, sure there's not a I'm sure there's not a revolving door between them and private businesses. I'm sure there's I'm sure it's all on the up and up. Oh, absolutely. And they have failed to do their job. If they were an actual um, department of the energy and they were, wait, hey, wait a minute, physics costs us to, hey, let's put storage over here with these wind farms so you don't have to transport all this stuff. Hey, I can buy that. I can make sense out of that. But putting a wind farm over here and then not being able to have the... Um, grid of the balancing authority or the BAs figured out they're screwed. So anyway, this one's got some great quotes in there. I just thought it was great. One last quote in here and then we'll we'll bug over. In uh jerks, I mean uh, NERC's uh, mission statement is the vision for electrical reliability organizations enterprise, which is comprised of jerk, I mean NERC and the six regional entities is a highly reliable and secure North American bolt power system. Our mission is to assure the effective and efficient reduction of risks to reliability and security of the grid. <laughs> They're doing a great, you're doing a great job. Oh, they even go in and talk about their standards and everything else. And you know, this is a cross. Uh, we got to work on this. It's a cross between uh, pooping on the rug or pooping on the sidewalk or doing a Dick Cheney. So, uh, this is about somewhere that, in that, that region. I'm somewhere in that region with you. Okay. Because this is the backbone of the economy. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I just got really tickled with that. That's on the front page, energynewsbeat.com. The world's greatest website. Um, <laughs> The world's great. How's that one for a great one? But uh, no, appreciate it, Stu. You always keep keep me up to speed on what's going on um, with life on oil and gas prices side, guys. Um, you know, as we record this, the 29th, which is the ninth night before time stands at about 654. We're a little late tonight. Had some late meetings working hard on the grindstone for you, the listener. Um, trying to bring you the best content. Um, but we're trading about 78, 78 right now. Nat gas is down a little bit uh, to $7.18. On the crude oil side, not much really happened today. I, 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 I did see on Twitter, the OPEC meeting is now virtual um, coming December 4th. And again, it, it, it sounds like there's going to be a small cut um, in their production. I think reacting to Brent price is currently trading at 83.85. I definitely expect that. I mean, Brent prices were down 1.4 percentage points while crude oil on West Texas intermediate was up three quarters of a percentage point on a, on a basis. So um, pretty interesting um, on that, uh, on that front. And you talk about um, where it's settled on the natural gas side. I'm about over these weather models. Stu, you log on. And I am. Every day, yesterday was, ooh, looks like it's going to be pretty warm this winter. And now they come back, you know, the headline, Nat Gas Intel, frigid winter raises prices. Can we were all the way up to, to 740 at one point. I think things have tailored off. 
um, specifically right. as we as 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 people were looking forward um, to what the draw might be, especially if it's a little bit of a warmer week. You're gonna, you know, if it's a colder winter, but this week is a little bit warmer. You're gonna see maybe a slider, uh, a miss on the beast on our uh, nat gas draw, um, which drops Thursday. Um, we are looking for that crude oil storage tomorrow. Oh, um, to confirm um, what those crude oil storage numbers. So we'll bring you that on tomorrow's episode. Um, you know, Michael, but, I think it would make a great thing for the world if there was one resource where you could get all that information, wouldn't you think? Yeah, it would be great. I mean, our, it would be great. Yeah, it would I wonder cool. where that's coming from. Um, we, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know of a team that's been diligently working on providing a data solution for all publicly available EIA data, I wouldn't know a team that has been grinding for weeks <laughs> on putting together a dashboard that might be available on a website, maybe energynewsbeat.com. I don't know. I wouldn't know of a team that has been slaving over that, who's literally has on the calendar to deploy a solution on a weekend, AKA this Saturday. I wouldn't know of a team. Oh, no. Wouldn't yeah, know. Of a team. Wouldn't know. Now, how cool would that be to be able to sit there and go, Here's my nat gas storage. Here's my my oil storage. Oh, I think it would be a great tool. And um, clearly, we have been working on, as you can tell, we've been working on a solution, um, a little energy news beat dashboard. Really, what it's going to do is, you know, and this is something selfishly I've always wanted was when I sit down to do the show, I, I mean, I got my charts all around me, Stu, but I want to be able to pull up something that's got all my numbers. It's got oil prices. It's got gas prices. It's got crude oil storage numbers. It's got nat gas storage numbers. It shows me regional storage and it's updated in real time. So you know what we did? We went out and built one or are currently <laughs> building one. We're in the process of V1. Um, we do have a Saturday, hopefully a deployment meeting scheduled with uh, um, the other the other developers on it. So fingers crossed we can get this bad boy deployed, um, but very much looking forward um, to that. So watch out. All of the details will be available on the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. All right, Stu, what should people be watching for? Well, yeah, I think you just said it. You know, there's more of the um, storage releases coming out. Uh, things are going to kind of hold out until the fourth when OPEC plus can meet, mm -hmm. e even though it's on zoom, I, I'm going to see if I can get a ticket. Just kidding. But, um, you know, I, I, I really want to see Novak, the Russian uh, oil minister. Uh, I want to hear what he has to say, because it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's a whole mess out there. It, it it really is a whole mess, and uh, I, I know you're going to be able to break it down for us, and you'll be able to hear yep. all the latest OPEC analysis here on the world's greatest podcast, the Energy News Beat Podcast. We appreciate you guys sticking with us to this point, and we're going to let you get out of here, finish up a commute, get back to work, start your day. For Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. See you guys tomorrow. See you. Today's episode of the Energy Newsbeat podcast is brought to you by Inveris. The energy industry faces massive challenges every day, and the events over the last two years have caused huge disruptions like never before. Companies in the energy industry need actionable intelligence and a single source of truth that brings all the data together. Inveris is the energy specialized technology partner that provides intelligent connections for a global energy ecosystem. Only Inveris has the analytics, people, experience, and industry scope to connect the right data and information 
information in the right way to discover missed opportunities and deliver fast outcomes. Find out more at Inveris.com. That's E-N-V-E-R-U-S.com.